Hey, welcome. This is Dr. Stan Harrison. Welcome to our Breakthrough 7-Step Formula. And we'll be coaching through this. Today is step number one. And uh, again, just so you understand, bring up the speed of breakthrough, is exploding through barriers that at one time seemed insurmountable. And again, often as I travel and speak, I let people know that, you know, the people you admire the most, there's only one difference between you and them. The people that I admire the most, there's only one difference between them and me, and that is simply this. They've had more breakthroughs than I've had. The people you admire, they've had more breakthroughs than you have, so all you have to do is commit to breaking through. Well, the seven-step formula is going to give you a guarantee of your breakthrough. So we'll cover one step tonight, uh, and then, again, we'll continue on uh, so the first step is the step called forgiveness. You want forgiveness. Now, by the way, um, I often give that illustration of the rocket ship, and when that rocket ship takes off, you know there's a lot of combustion, but it's barely, barely moving. If it's something like, you know, this is not fair, I'm doing all this work, and it doesn't seem like anything's happening. Well, again, that rocket ship, it goes a certain amount, and then it has booster rockets, and those booster rockets have to be left or ejected off for the rocket ship to continue on. And that's a picture of forgiveness. So the first step, and again, this is a formula, and a formula, by the way, you want to write this down, the formula is something that works every time by everyone that works it. Now, I love this. Again, a formula is something that works every time by everyone that works it. So it doesn't matter uh, what color, what creed, what nationality, doesn't matter, male, female, young, old, it doesn't matter, uh, rich, super rich, or poor, it doesn't matter. A formula is something that works every time by everyone that works it. And so these seven steps that I will give you, uh, it's guaranteed to give you a breakthrough if you take the steps. And step number one is the step of forgiveness and just like that rocket ship, you've, he's got to get rid of those extra booster rockets. Now, again, the rockets, uh, again, as it takes off, it has to have those extra boosters. But if it's going to reach its destination, it's got to drop them. And if you're going to reach your destination of having the breakthrough, you have got to drop any unforgiveness that might be in your way. And many of you know my story, obviously, of being a six-year-old boy and being jumped and tarred and feathered and beaten by a teenage gang. Uh, that was a tragic situation, uh, but you know what, my friend? I had to learn the lesson of forgiveness, and not just forgiveness, but forgiving someone, and in my case, a group of someones, who didn't even ask for forgiveness. Matter of fact, I've never seen that gang uh, ever again, uh, but uh, I had to, in my own mind and in my own spirit, understanding the power of forgiveness and releasing, because, see, I was captive uh, to bitterness, I was captivated for a while to, you know, why would this happen to me? Why, why would a gang of teenagers beat up a six-year-old boy? And I spent, again, time thinking about that and actually in agony because when we have bitterness and when we hold on to grudges, even though, again, I was totally innocent, there was no, uh, nothing on my part where I provoked it, still I had to learn the lesson of forgiveness. And by the way, when you think about a breakthrough, a breakthrough usually means that we feel like we should be further along than we actually are. So what's the thing that's holding us back? 
in many people's cases, it's unforgiveness. So forgiveness is something that the world needs to understand right now, and especially if you want to break through, you've got to understand forgiveness. See, write this down. Bitterness does more harm to the vessel in which it's stored than the victim on whom it's poured. Let me say it again. Bitterness does more harm to the vessel in which it's stored than the victim on whom it's poured. You may have heard it said this way, and that is, Holding on to anger and bitterness is like drinking poison and hoping that the other person would get sick. It just doesn't work that way. And so, again, if you want your breakthrough, and obviously you do, that's why you are here, if you want your breakthrough, the first step is simple, and that's the step of forgiveness. And when I say simple, I don't mean easy because uh, it's definitely worth it. And some things are harder to forgive than others, but my, all four of my children, as they were growing up, I would have each one of them, I'd call their name out, and I'd start with Christina, who's the oldest, and I'd say, Christina, repeat after me, life is not fair. And she'd have to say, life is not fair. That's okay. Say it again, Christina. It is not fair. Life is not fair. I said, so just get used to it. And I'd go, okay, Joshua, repeat after me. Say it out loud. Life is not fair. He'd, he'd repeat it, and I'd say, say it again, and then I'd do it with Josiah, and then with Justin, and over and over again. Why? Because, see, you, I, I wanted them to be trained because so many people, you know, you know I like what Les Brown uh, says, one of my good friends uh, and also powerful motivational speaker. We've shared the platform many times, and uh, Les Brown uh, puts it this way, if life knocks you down, fall on your back, because as long as you can look up, you can get up. Well, guess what? Life is not fair, and life will knock you on your back. You either have been knocked down, you are going to be knocked down, or maybe you've just recently been knocked down, but it's going to happen. And, and so all the people that are into this thing about life being fair, they seem to get hit extra hard because they're expecting or anticipating that they won't have hard times, and that's just not the case. You either have just been through something, you are now going through something, or you're about to go through something, but that's just called the cycles of life That's part of it. But the thing is, the scripture says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. Think about this now. A spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. So to keep your spirit from being wounded, from being hurt, and uh, that's why you have to learn the lesson of forgiveness. And forgiveness simply means to release a person, to release a situation. And again, it's not always easy. But when you think about the fact that not forgiving, that the danger and the harm that bitterness and resentment can cause you, I say it's easy in comparison when you understand the effects it will have on your body. There are people today who don't understand the stress See, the stress of having bitterness, how that stress breaks down the body and, and literally also the heart. A lot of heart attacks and heart situations, they've been traced back to find out it's because of bitterness and unforgiveness. So we're talking about not just being successful in life. We're talking about your own health and your own well-being. And so whoever the, the person or persons or situations that have hurt you, I, I mean, again, you're going to be hurt, but here's one of the things and a couple of things that I had to learn to help me in my process of healing, and that is this. 
you might want to write this down. Uh, I always say note takers are money makers, and then I say the weakest ink is stronger than the strongest memory. And that is this. Hurt people who have not been healed have a tendency to hurt other people. Let me say it again. Hurt people who have not been healed have a tendency to hurt other people. Or if you want to shorten it, a lot of people put it this way now, hurt people hurt people, right? So so now, again, as a six-year-old boy, that, that was a little hard for me to comprehend and understand. But, again, as I got older and I had to realize, you know, some, some issues in my life that I was having with anger and so forth and literally traced it back to it was that, that time when I got jumped and beaten as a, uh, by, uh, as a six-year-old boy by a teenage gang, and uh, I had made up my mind I was going to learn how to protect myself so that that would never happen again. But in order for me to really thrive and succeed in life, I had to learn to forgive that gang of teenagers, even though they never reached out and asked for forgiveness. And what did it do? It released me, see? It, it enabled and empowered me. And so, again, you've got to understand this. So hurt people who have never been healed hurt people. Watch this. But hurt people who have been healed can now help to heal others. So hurt people who have been healed can now be used to help others. And, and that healing process starts with forgiveness. I've got a great friend, Dr. Johannes J. Christian, who um, was a pastor for many years in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, we call him now the forgiveness doctor because of this incredible story. He was driving down a highway uh, on his way to a graduation, and a teenager took a boulder and threw it over the overpass. It went right through the windshield of Dr. Christian's car, hit him right in the face, and literally hit with such impact that it knocked him in the back seat. Now, his uh, 15-year-old uh, godson happened to be sitting in the passenger seat, and he happened to have the mind of God to grab the steering wheel and reach over put his foot uh, on the brake and, and steer the car over to the side of the road, called 911, and, and, and it just so happened that they were in that area, and literally within three to five minutes they were there. Uh, the boulder, this I think it was like six pounds or so, that it hit with such impact that it knocked both of Dr. Christian's eyes out, um, just nothing but a hole where his face was, so his nose was gone, lips knocked all his teeth out. And um, as a matter of fact, when they got him to the hospital, they called the family and said, if you want to see him, you better get here now. Uh, my uncle, Uncle Fred Marshall, happened to be, Bishop Fred Marshall happened to be this pastor's bishop, and he was there in the area and got there first. And as a matter of fact, he told the family, you probably don't want to see him like this. But Dr. Christian says he, when he, as soon as he regained consciousness, he made a conscious effort and he said, God, whoever did this, I forgive them. Now, mind you, the doctors said to my uncle, Bishop Fred Marshall, this man won't live long. And they called the family and said, if you want to see him, you better get here now because he's not going to live. There's no way he can live. And yet, Dr. Christian said he remembers just getting consciousness, of course, being in all kind of pain. Said, God, whoever did this and however it happened, I forgive them. The doctor said it literally is a miracle. Not only did Dr. Christian live, but they said he started getting better 
faster than anybody they've ever seen, and his 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 wound, his what had happened to him was so much worse than it happened to anybody else. They just said they've never seen anything like it. And he attributes that situation of releasing and giving forgiveness. As a matter of fact, 34 surgeries later, um, he now, they reconstructed his face, had to pull skin from all parts of his body and so forth. And, of course, he has, you know, artificial eyes, and, and they had to rebuild his nose and, and lips and everything. I mean, just um, just in, incredible. Uh, he jokingly now says, he, he says, I don't know. They tell me I look like Denzel. Washington, but uh, anyway, but we, but again, we call him the forgiveness doctor. He found out there was a young man, Jacob, that had done this, that was 15 years of age, and uh, and so he, as soon as he was well enough, he went to the um, um, detention center where they had him, they, where they locked up the youth, and he wanted to meet this young man and say, I want you to know that I forgive you. This young man said, you can't forgive me. He said, you don't understand. I said that night I was trying to kill somebody. And so he said, you, you, you can't forgive me. I, th- this wasn't an accident. And Dr. Christian said, well, I, uh, I understand what you're saying, but I didn't deserve to be forgiven. He said, and God forgave me of all my sin. And I'm telling you, I forgive you, whether you deserve it, whether you feel like it, whether you want to receive it. I am totally forgiving you and releasing you. And, of course, this young man broke down. And as a matter of fact, now uh, he'll soon be getting out of prison. And when he does, they're going to go around doing talks, uh, speaking with young people, letting them know how the things that they do can adversely affect somebody's life. Now, I told that story because out of all the situations I've ever been involved in, I've never heard of anything close to that. And as a matter of fact, when Dr. Christian um, I've set him up to speak on the television shows and speak in churches and, and to different groups. As a matter of fact, um, he gets on an airplane all by himself. I mean, he just, this guy's just amazing. Um, you got to check out his website, www.faceofforgiveness.com. Faceofforgiveness.com. His name is Dr. Johannes J. Christian. And as a matter of fact, um, just incredible, humble spirit, and um, and he also said to me that one of the reasons he also wanted to forgive that young man was because he had some of his family members were, were obviously very upset and actually wanted to do physical harm to whoever had done this, and he wanted them to understand the principle of life, and he wanted his family to know that they could never have a healthy relationship with God and with life if they would hold on to bitterness and anger and resentment, and so... They, uh, he said he wanted to demonstrate also to them, and uh, my it freed them up. But when Dr. Christian tells his story, he talks about so many times how people that, you know, um, even family members haven't talked to each other in years. When they hear his story, they, they get things right with each other. But many of them talk about how some physical problems that they were having all of a sudden is gone once they forgive that family member. So it's amazing. And so forgiveness, sometimes, again, we got to forgive life because life, you know, deals us some, sometimes you get dealt about a bad hand, right? And sometimes it's a person, right? Um, you know, um, my, my story of being physical, physically abused and, and emotionally abused and sexually abused and, you know, and, 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 and especially, you know, as a man to go through abuse and especially sexual abuse is hard for anybody, but especially when you're, uh, you know, you, you're considered a macho man, and 
and even to come to grips with that, but again, to be able to, to release that forgiveness. And I tell people, that if you can, just grab something in your hand right now. I, I've got something in my hand. And as you hold it in your hand, I want you to put your hand straight out in front of you with that, whatever that object you have in your hand, whether it's a pencil or whatever you have, you know. Just grab it and hold it in your hand. I've got, the, uh, I've got a remote control that goes to my uh, the light and also the ceiling fan here. And so what I want you to do is now just take your hand and now just turn it over to that thing drops. Just turn it over, and so it just fell out. You see, you notice that? As you start turning, not even halfway, it just the weight of it just drops right out. And you know what, my friend? Literally, that's what has to happen. Now, a lot of times when I do seminars, I go deeper with people, and they're like, but, Doc, the, the, this process is so hard. So here's what I tell people. If you can, if you can um, let the person know, and, again, this is not for them. This is for you. Um, if you can know, hey, I'm forgiving, I'm, I'm, I'm releasing you. Now, that doesn't mean you put yourself back in a crazy situation or, or, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about releasing it. And in some cases, to write a letter, now, or in this day and age, an email, right? But the very process of writing out a letter or typing out an email of I forgive you um, and to send it to, to them. Now, sometimes in some situations, that person that's done you wrong won't even admit to the wrong, right? So in that case, you might want to type out, and it's better if you hand, write it out with your own hand, write out what you felt, what they did to you, and write that you release them. And then take that letter, and, uh, and, and you may have to, you know, get really rough in some areas, but take the letter then when you're done and uh, either burn it or you can tear it up in small pieces. But, but the brain, you have to, brain has to have that, that, that time of it being released. So an email is okay, but it's not as good as physically writing out, you know, writing out to the person. Again, how you felt what they did to you, and the fact that you released them. And again, it's not making them uh, um, I'm saying that, you know, hey, you know, if it's a terrible situation and I'm going to be back face-to-face -face with this person. No, 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 no. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about for you to get your breakthrough in life. I'm talking about for you to have emotional wellness and healing for you to experience your breakthrough. The first step is the step of forgiveness. Who is it that you need to forgive? Maybe you might need to ask someone for forgiveness. You know, you can't do something wrong in life and think that you can just go about your way. And sometimes as we go through these, this exercise, I go through this training and coaching people, sometimes it comes to their mind and they say, wait a minute, I did so-and-so wrong and I never even asked them for forgiveness. Now, here's the beautiful thing. Sometimes people that we have have done wrong to, and you want to ask them for forgiveness, they don't want to forgive you. Well, guess what? Here's the thing you have to understand. In the eyes of God, as long as you ask them for forgiveness, you are now released. Now, whether they accept it or not, and again, we would hope they would, again, because even for their sake, but if they don't, if there's someone that you did wrong and you, you, and, and you need to get that right, you ought to ask them to forgive you. So-and-so, would, would you forgive me for what I did or what I said, right? And, again, here's what you have to understand. If it's something that's private, you know, like maybe in your mind you thought ill will about somebody or whatever, 
then, you know, you don't need to go to that person and say, hey, I thought evil about you, right? They, they don't know about that. So something that's private, that's different, you know. So there's, there's private things and there's public things, right? It's a private, personal, and public things. So if it's something in your mind you had against someone or something, you don't need to talk to that person about it. But if it's something that you verbalized to them, that's a different story. If it's something you did to them, then that's a different story. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that there are people that have had financial breakthroughs. Uh, and, again, whatever level you're at, there are people that were making substantial money, but when they went through this, this process and they, they, they said, okay, is there anybody I need to forgive? Is there anybody that I've done wrong to said something of ill will that I need to ask their forgiveness? And it will come to you. And when they've done that and they just said to the person, listen, I was wrong, would you forgive me? Whether the person said yes or not, they experienced a breakthrough, and many of them experienced went to another level financially without doing anything much different. But it's like different doors opened up. And I'm telling you, my friend, many people are bound because of bitterness, because of resentment, and others are bound because of a conscience that you know you said or did something wrong and you've never gotten it right. So sometimes it's life. Sometimes it's a person. Sometimes you are that person. Sometimes, and this is really hard for me, you have to forgive yourself. Now, especially if you're one of a type A driven personality, you know, or you have the perfectionistic tendencies. And this is one of the hardest things. And by the way, um, just one more step here. Let me back up. You know, when Jesus, when they, when they hung him on the cross, he said this. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And just one little quick little principle that I, I forgot to give you. I'm going to go back and give this to you real quick. And that is, if you could be, a, you know, sometimes people that do us wrong, you know, we, if you can learn to be aware of the unawareness of others, this is what I call this principle, being aware of the unawareness of others. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I was reading that. I was like, wait a minute. They know what they're doing. They're putting you on the cross. No, no, no. They don't really understand. By the way, people usually don't really even understand. They're not in our mind, they don't, and they're not on the receiving end. I've got a training called When It Becomes a Different Story, right? <laughs> and that's usually when they experience it. But until a person's experienced it themselves, they, they never really know. And so what I have to do is if a person that says something to me or does something, if they're not aware of how deeply it hurt and how deeply it cut, then if I can be aware of the fact that they are unaware, then it takes a little bit of sting off. Now, again, it doesn't it take a lot, but, but it takes some of the sting off. Because, again, many times if something is said to us or done to us, we're thinking, man, they know exactly what they're, they're trying to hurt me. Look at what they But, no, I learned to be aware of the unawareness of others. But then, again, let's go back to this forgiving self. You know, one of the things I found out is that the reason why some people can't or don't forgive others is because they've never forgiven themselves. And, again, when you say breakthrough, that means that you feel like you should be further, whether your finances or your relationship, you feel like you should be doing more, maybe having your business or whatever the case is. And so a breakthrough it means there's, there's some frustration that we have because we're not reaching. We're not, it's like, I've got to get there. I've got to break through this. I gotta, and so sometimes you've got to learn to forgive yourself. This was the hardest lesson. If I said in the whole world, the hardest lesson I've ever heard, had to learn is this lesson. As a matter of fact, to be quite candid with you, it's something I still wrestle with today. 
Why? Because I, I'm 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 hard on myself. I drive myself. I push myself. I, I I'm I, I'm into peak performance and doing things bigger and better and faster. And now, how can I do it better than the way I did it before? How can I get more accomplished? I can, and so I'm constantly doing it. And so here's what I found out that I had to learn to forgive myself. If God Almighty is perfect, and if He could forgive me, then who am I not to be able to forgive myself? I remember even younger playing basketball, and, uh, and of course I still do, but I mean, especially in my younger days before I understood these principles, and I'd, I'd take a shot and I'd miss, and, I'm, and I would say, Harris, what's wrong with you, man? Man, come on, man. You know, and, uh, and, and maybe I'd miss another shot, or, or you know, um, the guy steals the ball from me, and I, I was like, oh, Harris. And, and I didn't realize that I was actually causing myself more harm and it's like my game got worse and worse and worse. And so I learned that I had to forgive myself to release myself. And then I had to learn how to, when I did something right, when I made a shot, when I stole the ball or whatever the case, or blocked the guy's shot, shot to say, that's good, man, Harris. You did good. You did good, buddy. You did good. I had to actually give myself a compliment. It's, it's incredible. But the psyche and the way it works. And I'm telling you that so many people that I deal with all over the U.S. and several foreign countries this main point right here, this step right here, forgiveness, is the step where many of them start experiencing their breakthrough. This is the hardest step for some folks, but it's the most necessary. So you may need to forgive life, forgive some situation, forgive some person, or ask forgiveness of some person. You might need to forgive yourself. You might even need to forgive God. You know, so many times we have expectations and things and and again, it's, it's crazy to think that a human being would actually exalt themselves in such a way, but, you, you know, God's a big God. He's strong. He can take it. You might just need to come and, and you might need to forgive God because he didn't do things the way you wanted them or thought they should be done. And I found that there's some people that actually had bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness against God himself. And so... This is the first step. This is the most important step, the lesson of forgiveness. You see, my friend, you're not far away from your breakthrough. I often say you may be just one step from a massive breakthrough, and this step might just be the one. So take a moment or two, think through it. Is there someone you need to forgive, some situation you need to release and part of the way you can tell if you've never forgiven or released it is if it's constantly on your mind, right? And, you know, here's a crazy thing about this. I'm going to throw in this last little thing here. Someone or some situation we're done wrong, if you keep thinking about it and harboring on it and thinking about it and harboring on it, it's almost like that, that maybe you've heard a situation of a son or a daughter, and, and, and maybe they had a they had an issue with their dad or with their mom, and they would constantly harp on it and think about it, and then guess what? They end up becoming exactly like that person and having that same characteristic that they despise so much. Part of the reason is because what you think about, you bring about. <laughs> what you focus on the longest becomes the strongest. And so if anything, you want to make sure you're releasing because you don't want that situation to be reappear in your own life because of you dwelling on it. 
So release, release your, your your own thing of trying to make everything just perfect. Just release, forgive yourself, forgive God, forgive others, and take that step. And this step just might be your breakthrough step. <laughs> 